Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Dave Moore. The time is half five. You're listening to Manx Radio. I am Dave Moore and this is Update. Welcome to the programme. Half an hour of the latest news in the Isle of Man plus Manx Sport, Business, Sea-Watch and travel updates along with the newsmakers in person. Coming up, we continue to get reaction from the Treasury Minister's budget. Meanwhile, the Chief Minister's been defending some of his senior officers following an independent review into the handling of the Rosalind Ransom Tribunal. And unemployment is up for the first time in three months. That's all coming up in the next half hour. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. But first of all, the update news headlines with Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Fast am I. The Chief Minister's been defending some of his senior officers following an independent review into the handling of the Rosalind Ranson Tribunal. Richard Wright, KC, published his findings last month, concluding there were failings in government's handling of the case, but the defence of the former medical director's claim was brought in good faith. Speaking in Tim Wald, Alf Cannon confirmed his report will be debated in April sitting, along with the recently published report into government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. There's not enough emphasis on tackling the Isle of Man's housing crisis in this year's budget. That's according to one Russian MHK. Jim Watson told Timwald yesterday that he's also far from convinced that taxpayers' money should be used to support luxury flats on Port Erin Promenade. The cost of school buses is going up by 10p from today. It will now cost 50p a journey for children using a Go School card to get the bus to school. The Department of Infrastructure says it's to address operational pressures for running the heavily subsidised service. In international news, UK ministers are insisting that Britain's Trident nuclear deterrent remains effective, dependable and formidable despite a failed missile test. They're being told the issue which occurred off Florida was event-specific. Russia's hit out at the UK after it imposed sanctions on six bosses at the penal colony where Putin critic Alexei Navalny died last week. Moscow, which denies involvement in his death, says it's trademark hypocrisy from Britain. And UK MPs are debating whether the UK should call for a ceasefire or a pause in fighting in Gaza. The common speakers caused anger by allowing both the UK government and Labour to table amendments to an SNP motion. Those are your headlines, news in full at six o'clock. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's private client team. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Largely dry and bright with some clear spells to end today. Fresh to strong west to southwesterly winds easing moderate to fresh this evening for a time. Turning cloudy with organised showers developing for a time overnight. Strong south-southwest winds veering west for the morning as the showers clear and minimum temperatures of 3 Celsius. Sunny intervals tomorrow with a small risk of an isolated shower. Fresh to strong west to southwest winds. A maximum temperature a little cooler than of late, just 7 or 8 Celsius. Then turning a bit cloudier in the evening. Mainly dry on Friday with sunny intervals developing in the afternoon. Fresh to strong west or southwest winds that ease moderate to fresh in the afternoon with temperatures up to 7 Celsius. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. The Chief Minister's defending some of his senior officers following an independent review into the handling of the Rosalind Ranson Tribunal. Speaking in Timwald, Alfred Cannon confirmed it will now be debated in April sitting, along with the recently published report into government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. I, of course, do not want to preempt the debates to come, but I do wish to make one clear point to honourable members. This report makes it crystal clear that the management of this employment tribunal was conducted in good faith. There was no conspiracy, as some have alleged. There was no state-sponsored bullying, as some have alleged. The police did not need to be called, as some have stated. Mr Wright states, and I quote, one consequence of this protracted and bitter litigation has been that many decent and hard-working civil servants with a long-standing commitment to the service of the Manx people have been subjected to a level of public scrutiny and censure that is both unprecedented and, as I have observed in the body of my report, unjustified." Mr President, during the course of these not-so-edifying events, senior officers were improperly and unfairly targeted for public ridicule. They were named in attempts to shame without the full and proper facts being made available. It was, of course, impossible to release the facts and make commentary to properly defend these officers whilst Mr Wright and Ms Branagh Casey's completed their work. I hope, Mr President, that in light of this report we can all take time to reflect that whilst there at times can be performance failings, singling out and criticising officers and politicians before the facts are made clear can be extremely detrimental to public sector morale and indeed mental health. I want to make clear Council's support for all those who acted in good faith, including the officers who were specifically named during the course of events. I also want to make clear Council's continued commitment to the work put in train in May 2022 to support positive culture change, recognising as part of that important leadership role that the members of this court have to play. Meanwhile, the Health Minister says while extra funding given to his department is significant, it's about correcting the historical underfunding it's received. Laurie Hooper's department's budget has been increased by £41.2 million. He told Manx Radio in reality it's only 2 to 3% more, which amounts to about £7 million in new money. The investments going in is trying to stabilise the situation around that historic underfunding, so the, the gap that Sir Jonathan identified in his report, the gap that a lot of us have been highlighting for a number of years, that's the intention by adjusting the budget to actually match the actual amount of money that is being spent by the health service so by and large it's a technical adjustment actually to the to the budget figures but it is welcome to see that finally being acknowledged some might say that there's quite a lot of expectation to deliver with that amount of funding that's going forward compared to other departments do, do you feel like there is a lot of responsibility now on your department and manx care to use that investment wisely because there is a, a huge responsibility on us anyway i mean the health and care service represents about a quarter if not more of the alaman government's overall budget and really the, the key drivers around the cost pressures we're facing are, are the growth in demand. It really boils down to we're, we're trying to provide a comprehensive health and care service for everybody, and the amount of demand on that service is increasing year on year. That, that's the core driver, really, of, of the increase. You say there that losing services is an unacceptable prospect, but you also talk about the idea of reassigning in certain areas. Now, some people might read that 
as some services that they use being reduced or being effectively put second best. What would you say to that if people do read into it that way? So I, I think that's a realistic assessment, actually, of what might end up happening. So uh, I think it's fair to say that over the years, we've really heavily focused on secondary care services, and that, that's kind of well acknowledged. So Nobles Hospital is, is really takes the bulk of the funding and to the detriment of social care, mental health, oral health, primary care services. So at the moment, I think people trying to access those services would argue they're being treated second best. The whole purpose of the transformation program is to flip that model on its head and say, actually, the more we invest in our primary community, mental health, social care, uh, the lower the cost then on Nobles Hospital. So actually, if we can flip that model around, what you will see is demand starting to be redirected away from Nobles, which should generate longer term, more sustainable services. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. Unemployment in the Isle of Man has spiked for the first time in three months. Christian Jones has the details. The proportion of economically active people who are registered as being out of work has risen 0.1% and now stands at 0.7%. Figures for January 2024 show an increase of 25 people in comparison to the same period a year ago. However, when comparing to the month prior, it's up by 37 Job centre vacancies also jumped by a significant amount of 440 positions in comparison to the previous month and totals 916. Of these positions, 53% are full-time and the remaining 42% were part-time. The International Labour Organisation estimates 776 people are unemployed and looking for work, which equates to a rate of 1.7%. Retail, catering and entertainment and construction are the sectors with the highest number of unemployed people. The fields with the highest number of job vacancies is retail, medical and health service and tourist accommodation. 211 men are unemployed compared with 111 women. Long-term unemployment is defined as anyone who's been out of work for a year or longer and as of January there are 26 people who fall into that category. Geographically, the east is home to the most unemployed people at 227. The north-southwest sit at 38, 40 and 17 respectively. You're listening to Manx Radio. This is Update. There's not enough emphasis on tackling the housing crisis in yesterday's budget. According to 1MHK, the Treasury Minister's giving £1 million to the Housing and Communities Board, which it hopes will ensure housing is accessible, secure and affordable. Russian member Joan Watterson says it was noticeably missing. Looking at the overall economic picture with a growing economy, moderating inflation, it seems to me that the biggest impediment to council ministers achieving their ambition of a growing budget is a gr- and a growing population is the lack of housing. To the man on the street, despite the change of ambition in government, there's been little tangible progress in the last two and a half years from the newly formed Housing and Communities Board. There doesn't appear to be a big pipeline of developments in planning or through planning waiting to go up and no sense that the planning system itself has needed significant changes in order to deliver the significant change in housing units required in order to meet government's ambition. I'm far from convinced that spending hundreds of thousands of pounds to support the development of luxury flats on Port Aaron Promenade is a good use of our limited resources. This is compounded by the fact that there will be no public sector or first-time buyers properties on the site, I don't think the site does lend itself to that type of housing, but it really does beg the question as to why it's seen as a priority to to develop this site when that money could buy several public sector units or be invested in land or planning changes that could make far longer lasting impact for our island. 
My further concern then is that we are well into spending the £100 million worth of economic development fund into an economy that cannot house the growth it seeks to achieve. This has the potential to be inflationary as well as counterproductive. And there are line items in the EDF that are really revenue costs and not sustainable in the long term. My view is that some of this money, at least, should be invested into improving public sector efficiency. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Well, the Manxman left Haysham at half past two this afternoon and is expected to arrive into Douglas around quarter past six and then will depart again for Haysham at quarter to eight, arriving in around half eleven, turning around at quarter past two tomorrow morning to arrive back into Douglas at six in the morning. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. Tim Johnston says the Isle of Man needs to double down on its efforts to grow the economy despite trading conditions remaining challenging. The Economic Development Minister says he believes complacency is not an option and told Timwald yesterday that the broad economic outlook is encouraging. We are undoubtedly facing challenging times. External factors have contributed <coughs> to costs of living and inflationary pressures which in turn have placed additional strain on government finances. Our people and businesses have equally felt this pressure. However, they and the broader economy are famed for their adaptability and resilience, and therefore, despite these challenges, I am encouraged that we continue to see positive signs of economic growth. Equally, we cannot be complacent, and I acknowledge that some part of our economy trading conditions remain challenging and likely to remain so over the coming financial year. Equally, the demand for high-quality, effective and efficient public services will continue to grow, set against limited and tightened purse strings. This is why we all must remain critically focused on delivering against the economic strategy and ensuring that sustainable economic growth continues to drive improved social and economic outcomes, enabling government to continue investing into public services and critical infrastructure that in turn supports positive growth and ensures we are able to retain and attract economically active individuals. The first annual report of the economic strategy was presented to this honourable court last month and outlined the strides that we have collectively taken over the last year, a year marked by progress, demonstrating our commitment by investing in our island, our economy and our people. The report shows a substantial increase of 1,500 jobs within our economy, alongside a 2% increase in overall people employed equivalent to a growth of 700 additional individuals contributing to the Manx economy. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Leading global retail tech business and specialist in preventing food waste, Ganda, has appointed Damien Corcoran as its new chief operating officer. The Isle of Man-based business has become one of the fastest-growing tech innovators. This world-first award-winning platform was created to reduce food waste and transform the spending habits of shoppers launched Five years ago now, Gander has since expanded across the UK and Australia with plans in place for ongoing global rollout. A recyclable patrol vessel built by a Clyde Bank boat business has been launched into Scotland's largest lock. Ultimate Boats, which is owned by Isle of Man-based Exo Technologies, has delivered what's called the state-of-the-art boat to Loch Lomond and the Trossachs National Park Authority. The bespoke vessel, which is 11 metres in length, is built from recyclable boat boat building material, including its hull, deck and superstructure. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. 
UK and European stocks were lower as regional markets struggled to find positive momentum. The dollar was steady after data last week showing US inflation remained sticky, which cast doubts on when the Federal Reserve would start its easing cycle, while the yen remained rooted near the psychologically key 150 per dollar level. Gold prices rose to a nearly one-week high as a slight pullback in the US dollar and escalating tensions in the Middle East lifted bullion's safe haven appeal. Oil prices edged down as markets digested comments from US Federal Reserve officials pointing to a more patient stance regarding potential interest rate cuts in thin early trade on what is a public holiday in the United States. BAE Systems reported better than expected full-year profits and said sales would grow further this year as the rise in geopolitical tensions drove increases in military spending by governments. The British arms maker said it expected a 10 to 12 percent rise in sales in 2024 compared with the 25.28 billion pounds reported last year. Almost half of its revenues come from the US. On to the markets. The FTSE 100 is at 7662. That's down 0.73 percent. The Dow Jones 38510 down 0.14 percent. The Nasdaq is at 15.551, down 0.52%. The exchange rates, the pound against the dollar, 1.262, and against the euro, 1.167. Commodities, gold is at 2,025 US dollars, that's up 0.06%. And Brent is at 82.62 US dollars, that's up 0.86%. I'm running late again. Do you know where I bought my car keys? In the fridge. Where's my phone? Under the dog basket. Bye. You haven't forgotten that we're seeing Ramsey Cook all later. Oh, um, no, of, of course not. Um, 5pm, is it? Quarter to three. I'll be there. Life is busy. That's why Ramsey Crookall's team takes time to help you make a mindful investment decision. Considering all the options, giving you full control of your financial future. Less stress, more assurance. Forgot to put my shoes on. Oh. See how we can make your money work for you. Call 717171 or visit RamseyCrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. What is being done to reduce the number of children being on the wrong side of the law? That question was put to Home Affairs and Justice Minister Jane Poole Wilson as she gave evidence to a Timmel Committee on Youth Justice. She was asked what's being done to cut the number of young offenders who find themselves back before the courts. So I think I think it's a, another very good point, and I'm just referring back now to the 2022-23 report, which um, the Chief Constable pointed out that the spread of ages in, in terms of the children referred to Pete were uncontroversial compared to previous years, with m- the most work being done with 13 and 14-year-olds. However, the figures show the vast majority of youth offending to be committed by 17-year-olds, but this is skewed by motoring offences yeah. committed by young dr- That's the spread. However, it was acknowledged last year that um, although 10 is the age for criminal responsibility, Pete in the 22-23 year did work with seven individuals who fell beneath that age. So I think what I take from that is Pete is not constrained by anything from a statutory perspective or anything that the Department of Home Affairs would say in terms of its ability to offer support and intervention with any young person, even those below the age of um, 
uh, of legal responsibility for their actions. And I do think it's important that when young people, even if they're under 10, come to the attention of that team, that opportunity to intervene and divert them is taken. Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Rob Pritchard. Faster my good evening. Starting with football, an FC Isle of Man has confirmed the signing of ex-professional player Dan Hattersley. The striker previously spent eight years playing at professional level and has represented the likes of Southport, Halifax Town and Stockport County. He's also enjoyed past spells at the likes of Chester, Altrincham and Warrington Town, as well as an 18-month stint at Australian club Geelong SC. Speaking to FC Isle of Man's media, Hattersley says he feels he still has a lot to give and can't think of a better opportunity or team to play for. As it stands, the Ravens sit 12th in the NWCFL Premier Division after 33 games on 46 points, 11 points outside promotion playoff places. Their next fixture will be away against Kendall Town this Saturday at 3pm. Elsewhere, Isle of Man pool player Teresa Evans has taken top honours during competition in the Ultimate Pool Series. The Manx competitor has secured her first trophy in the Ultimate Pool competitions after taking gold in the Women's Challenger Plate Final. Evans took top spot courtesy of a 3-2 victory over Charlie McDonough. Speaking to Ultimate Pool after her win, Evans says she was shocked and explained what it's like to be part of the event as a Manx player. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, it's Obviously, it's a long journey for us, long weekends for us, but it's uh, ultimately the reward, the rewards at the end of the day are worth. I think the Isle of Man, you know, I think uh, trying to get ladies' pool up and running again is something we'd like to do, and I think the Isle of Man will be um, proud of me. And in cycling, it's been a tough day for Mark Cavendish and Astana Kazakhstan on stage three of the UAE tour earlier. On a 176-kilometre route which involved a mountain climb finish, Astana's best result came from Martin Lopez, who finished 15th. Cavendish himself, who wasn't expected to be challenging at the front this time around, finished just under 28 minutes after eventual winner Ben O'Connor of the Decathlon Le Mondial team. Tomorrow's fourth stage of the race could be more promising, however, for the Manxman, with a largely flat 173-kilometre phase in Dubai. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Thanks, Rob. So, on to the airport. All looking good. Liverpool's Logan Air Flight is due to depart at 6 o'clock, and EasyJet's Gatwick at 8 is also showing us on time. In terms of the arrivals into the island, EasyJet's London Gatwick is due in at half 7, and Logan Air's Liverpool is due to arrive at 5 to 8. On to the road, starting in the capital. Douglas has temporary lights towards the bottom end of Summit Hill and there's also temporary lights on Brighton Terrace at the Mount Bradhead Junction 2. A section of Switzerland Road that remains closed for construction work. Elsewhere, then Onken, temporary lights on School Road between Main Road and 2nd Avenue. Also on King Edward Road between Gradle and the A2. Also in Boldrine, temporary lights on the Main Road just to the north of Liverpool Arms. Temporary lights on the coast road between Laxey and Baldrine. And further along the coast road, there are temporary lights on Pinfold Hill as well. In Andreas, in the north, the Kiondragad Road is closed in phases. Meanwhile, at Glen Tramon, temporary lights on Lazare Road as well. South of Kurt Michael, temporary closures on the Banalai Road. And also temporary lights on the Konkivodi Strait. Um, elsewhere, closes, uh, closures sorry, in phases on the Starvey Road for uh, water mains work and the bottom end of the Balabui is closed until the end of the month as well. Temporary lights in Peel on the Ramsey Road while in Crosby, Bluebell Lane is closed as well. Also closures in phases on the Ballakilferrick Road too. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with... Keyside. 
Now then, the Isle of Man remains free of the potentially fatal dog disease Alabama rot, although cases have been recorded in the northwest of England and Northern Ireland. It was first discovered in the UK in 2012, and recently case numbers have risen, yet it remains relatively rare. The government's chief veterinary officer is Dr Amy Beckett. Unfortunately, it's a disease that we don't know a huge amount about. Um, it's a disease that just affects dogs. So there's no risk to humans. It was first seen in the UK in 2012. It still is a very rare condition, but there has been a, an increase in number of cases in the UK. As far as we know, we don't have it on the Isle of Man currently, which is excellent news. But I'm afraid it can be deadly for the unfortunate dogs that do get the disease. As far as I'm aware, it was first discovered in the US in about the 1980s. I mean, it is concerning that there has been a, a bit of an increase in cases in the UK and it does seem to be spreading further across the UK but I would like to say again it's still a very rare condition it's still very unusual there's been just over 300 cases in dogs in the UK but that's since 2012 so it still is you know it's a very rare condition the problem is is that we don't really know what causes the disease so it's thought that it possibly could be related to a bacterial toxin but there's not been a, a definite decision on what causes it so it's quite difficult to know that it would necessarily be imported as such but there is obviously a concern that it, it could be seen on the island. There are some breeds that seem to be more affected and, and that's Labrador Spaniels and I think they said Hungarian Vizzlers as well. I think that's perhaps something to do with the way those and where those dogs tend to go and um, because it seems to be associated with dogs that have been in wet and wooded areas. Signs that they can show is, is skin problems particularly around their feet, legs and chest and then other signs can include depression and lack of eating but again what I would say is that a lot of dogs get skin problems and show those other signs and it's more likely to be something else. And that's it for updates compiled from the resources of Manx Reddish News Department thanks to newsreader Rob Pritchard and producer Amy Griffiths. And if you have a comment on the news agenda, a story you think we should be covering or just want to say hello from near or far, email update at Manx Radio. The Hello podcast audience listening anywhere in the world and at any time, day or night, thank you for making Update the Isle of Man's most subscribed to news podcast. If you know someone who you think would enjoy a daily bulletin of news from the Isle of Man, tell them updates available as a podcast via Apple, Google, Smart Speaker, Spotify or the TuneIn app. And get the details at the App Store or at manxradio.com. And the stories you've heard on this programme and much more Manx news, plus interviews and podcasts and the web's biggest source of Manx videos are all at manxradio.com and via the free Manx Radio app. Like Manx Radio on Facebook, follow us on X and subscribe to the Manx Radio YouTube channel. That's it from me. Barry Redfern will be with you for update tomorrow here on Manx Radio. Goodbye for now. <laughs>